Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host as usual, Ajitesh Gogoi. Today, I'm speaking with Saheen Khan on exploring your potential. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Zaheen. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, Ajitesh. Thank you for having me here. And uh, my name is Zaheen Khan. I am from Jammu Kashmir, India. I have had a huge transformation journey, which is still an ongoing process. Um, I lost a whopping 42 kgs uh, of weight in a span of like around 16 to 18 months. And uh, yeah, that helped me a lot in my life. Apart from that, uh, I am a passionate um, person about education. I really am pursuing a degree almost all the time. So I've done my master's in economics and political science. I've done my BA. Currently, I'm doing my MA. Apart from that, I'm always, you know, with some degree or something, I'm always involved in some kind of freelancing project and self-improvement in general is a part and parcel of my life. I really try to better myself with each passing day. So this is a very brief nutshell about me. That was a really holistic intro. I really liked it. I would like you to talk a bit about your username, Explorential. I mean, I've always found it intriguing. Can you talk a bit about it? Yeah, Explorential actually has a very beautiful story related to it. So we are talking about the year 2018. And uh, around this time, I had been like three or four months, I had been into gymming as a serious process but I was not very much knowledgeable about what goes into transformation or what goes into the process of weight loss and things like that. I was, uh, I would, I was very new with the processes of things. So I was educating myself and uh, on Instagram, I randomly searched a couple of hashtags about weight loss and weight loss transformation. And that uh, brought me some accounts from people in the United States and other parts of the world. And I was in awe. Uh, it literally opened a door of, uh, you know, new possibilities for me because there were people that I could see who looked like me at that point of time. I was, you know, morbidly obese. At my highest, I was around, uh, you know, 120 kg. So I just got to see people who were sharing their stories, their vulnerabilities, their processes through those hashtags, through that window. And I started following them initially. Soon I realized that I wanted to document my journey as well. I, ha I, I used to document my own journey in my phone, through my videos, through my pictures and things like that. But that misses the point of chronology. You know, with time, your phone is filled with so many pictures that you don't get to see a visual, um, a visual like display of your journey. So I decided to use Instagram for that purpose. Now, uh, I wanted to create something. I was not... I was not anybody at that point of time, you know, I was still a girl who was like 120 kgs and I had no story, I had no transformation, I, I couldn't say something that this is me or somebody who has already made themselves, so I wanted to explore who I am, I wanted to know what can I do, what are the possibilities for me, what am I made up of and it was all about exploration, I wanted to find out who I was. So I made that, uh, you know, like from this line, explore your potential. I just narrowed it down to explorential. So that is how this came into existence. And it has been a beautiful, like a 
transformation for me in through this space so it's very personal for me and i love this username not just for myself but also for the possibilities that it brings to other people and the possibilities that exist for almost everybody or everybody out there so this is the brief story about my username that was really wonderful and i can relate so much because even i resonate with those beliefs that everyone has some kind of untapped potential within them which they should go out there and explore and that could open up so many new possibilities new opportunities and thank you for sharing your journey because i'm i'm sure that a lot of people derive inspiration from your social media uh personally i love the way how you're so authentic with your uh progress with sharing your journey documenting the whole thing and in fact uh i read this book called show your work by austin kleon and he is a huge proponent of documenting the process as you are going through it because that serves as inspiration as a guide to people who could be just one or two steps behind you and uh, which is a huge value addition to the community i feel so thank you for that and i i really love this story now coming to the next thing i wanted to know what specific moment in your life led you to take action and actually start working on yourself working on your fitness was there any incident in particular that acted as a catalyst this is going to be very interesting and i do feel a little i would say guilty about this because i had so many moments in my life which could have been a turning point like you know i was one of those people who literally wished that i want to hit my goddamn rock bottom so that you know after i hit my rock bottom i can rise and shine i had this concept you know the underdog stories that we watch in movies somebody who's like you know totally beaten down and then they rise and shine and overcome that whatever kind of obstacles they're facing i wanted to go through that kind of thing but i came across so many opportunities which could have been my rock bottom but i decided to ignore them literally like red flags i'm being very honest over here so i i am that person who has broken furniture because of my weight i thought that this is going to be my rock bottom because this is a social embarrassment and i don't want to get out of the house uh, after this particular incident but you know it did not change anything it did not change my eating habits it did not change my lifestyle or anything at all i felt bad about it but then i forgot about it and you know things like this continue to happen sometimes i was in a mall and i'm shopping and i'm having a good time with somebody or things like that are happening and a random person a random woman walks up to me with that stupid card of uh, lose weight now ask me how kind of stuff and i thought that this has to be my rock bottom because this is again another social embarrassment i have to change after this this should have been my rock bottom but again it wasn't my rock bottom so Uh, around in 2016 now things get very interesting over here around in 2016 while i this was the time i was pursuing my masters in mathematics yes so around this time i went for a very random eye check up with my parents they basically had to get their eyes checked up so i just tagged along with them and i went along with them and over there i was diagnosed with a condition called as pseudotumor cerebri so this is basically uh, like 
it has got a lot of details about it but uh, it was a very complex condition and it is found in women who are obese this had to be my rock bottom what do you think ajitesh do you think this would have been my rock bottom i would i would assume so because that is quite serious right yeah that's the word pseudo tumor i mean even if you forget the word pseudo it's still tumor you got to be some level of serious about it but guess what it wasn't my rock bottom at this time i was around maybe 105 kg or something like that and over the next one and a half year i gained around like 15 20 kg more and i was at around 120 kg it wasn't my rock bottom so you know i was that person somewhat me i i there is nothing that can change me because i don't want to change i don't give a damn about anybody's opinion i'm living my life i can be happy about my weight and i can be sad about my weight it is all about me in my echo chamber i your comments or anybody else's comments they did not motivate me they did not inspire me nothing inspired me of change and it was this attitude which started catching up with me and in other areas of my life where i was a better performer also with my education and things like that when you become this kind of thick skinned person things actually start you know they they uh, follow a particular pattern and they spiral down for you eventually now i was not very proud of this uh, kind of attitude but it was a part of me i was this person because change was very difficult it isn't that i had not tried to change there were multiple instances before this when i had tried to lose weight but i did not have the right knowledge i did not have the right information and there was a lot of you know misinformation lot of i would say haphazard facts around me which made it even more difficult and i had joined a couple of gyms where the kind of exercises that they guided me into they were ridiculous literally ridiculous nothing changed for me i had made my attempts and nothing changed so i thought that this is not going to happen i established a fact that this is me this is my life and this is how i'm going to be so i do not want to waste my time my emotional energy my mental energy in trying to pursue this change but somewhere down the line in the bottom of my heart i could be very thick skinned for the world but in the bottom of my heart i knew that i wanted something i i have this uh, you know sense uh, my sense of worth is somewhere down the line related to my sense of achievement and even though weight loss is not an achievement but still it's something that you accomplish in your list of things i wanted that for myself but for a fact nothing could change me so coming back to that condition that i was talking about pseudo tumor cerebri it was a complex condition it is a very different thing that later on the diagnosis was ruled out it was it was not like that but it still you know the entire process of tests and everything it went on for like 4 or 6 4 or 5 months but uh, that did not change me so my major reason coming to particularly to your question of what made me change was not the external environment or not the external comments of people or anything like that it was simply and purely the fact that i was sick and tired of being sick and tired with my own attitude because that was not me inherently it it was a defense mechanism for the world that come what may you can say anything to me but you are not i'm not going to let you bring me down in front of your eyes behind the curtain i was very low 
with my confidence, with my self-esteem, with uh, how I uh, how I had self-beliefs about myself. I was very low, but I was not going to tell this to people. So that that is the thing which made me decide that I cannot do this anymore. Also, because this kind of attitude was catching up in other areas of my life, I had become a very uh, a person who was very non-participant, who was living life passively and who was not actively participating. I did not go out. I used to be in my room all day long. And, you know, there is a thing that they say, how you show up in one area of your life is how you show up in every area of your life. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And now this person who was basically trying to avoid a healthy life, this person was overpowering all the other areas of my life. And that just made me sick and tired about myself. That just made me feel very bad about myself. And I couldn't live that reality anymore. That is when I decided that I can't do this anymore. So even though there were many rock bottoms, which could have made me go for a change, it did not come from the external environment. It was my internal drive and desire, which I think grew which was like, you know, a seedling which grew over the course of time. The passion, the desire, it cultivated over a course of time. That was that was very insightful. And thank you for sharing that. Um, so when you did finally decide that you need to work on yourself, you need to do something about the situation, were there struggles that you had to face in terms of your nutrition, in terms of how you got started because you mentioned that there was so much of misinformation. So what kind of struggles were there? How did you overcome them? Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. There were many struggles. And this is something which I can say only in retrospect. When I look back and when I connect the dots, now that I know better about things, I can only look back and say that I was going through so many struggles at that point of time because to begin with, I knew nothing. And I, I have this thing of self-criticism, negative self-talk, self-degradation a lot. I used to do this a lot for myself. And I would just call myself that I'm a lazy person. I'm a pathetic person. I can't do one thing right. I can't do anything right. And things like that. The thing is that I did not know how to do anything right. There was like, you know, when you go on Google and when you search for weight loss recipes or high protein snacks, what you get are columns of some news channel and that you know like a health and fitness section and stupid kind of information literally you know anything they're going to put anything and you start following that and you just realize what is this i have followed for different periods of time things like boiling zira in water like you know human seeds in water boiling that and drinking that and maybe some kind of uh, detox teas things like that, green teas, there have been so many times where I've bought like packs and packs of green teas in the hope that I'm going to drink it until it gets expired and I had to throw it out. So I had been through multiple phases like that. That was the aspect of nutrition. I knew nothing about the macros. I did not know about carbs and things. All I knew was boiled food. We have to eat boiled food to lose weight and we have to cut down oil if we want to lose weight. And the idea of doing it was such a literal mental labor. 
honestly, I'm going to be very honest. Even if I tried to get onto a fad diet, I never sustained it, even for a day or two. I couldn't. I was not that person. I was 120 kg and I had a huge appetite. I was fond. Besides that, I was also fond of food. So that was my nutrition struggle. Then the second struggle which I faced a lot at that point of time is that I joined different gyms a couple of times, spaced up. and both the times the kind of guidance which i got was the kind which just made me feel terrible about myself uh the first time i joined i just remember this person telling me to hold like a stick and do those side kind of things this is the stupidest exercise i've seen people doing and they tell that it's for your sides uh, your obliques basically and it's going to give you a waist kind of a thing and then just sit on the leg uh, leg uh, this leg extension machine and just do I don't know how many reps of that and the second time I I took a break from this then the second time I went for another gym over there the trainer was like burpees do burpees and do jumping jacks and do stuff like that mind you this is 120 kg weight and you, we all know that mass is directly proportional to inertia it's very difficult to move a big body i'm not saying it as an excuse but you really have to plan everything that the process gets easier and not more difficult just in terms of physical movement but also in terms of mental strength because once you become underconfident about a process you really cannot do a lot and i remember this time that i was going to this gym and there was this like trainer who would ask me to do 1000 jumping jacks and things like that and i would do that this was happening for like 3 and 4 5 months and one day the trainer comes to me he uh, he says uh, that uh, you know there was this person he's uh, he was just telling me that this girl comes what does she do she just uh, does this kind of stuff and even despite um, doing so much of effort doing so much of work she's not losing any weight so that means she has like zero control on her diet the trainer is coming and sharing with me the comment of some random person and at that point of time i was literally very heartbroken not because the external comments affected me right now in the past the external comments did not affect me they did not have to affect me even at this point of time but the thing was that at this point of time i was sincerely putting in effort i was sincerely doing the things that uh, people were telling me to do i was sincerely looking for information on the internet on youtube on things uh, you know on different platforms so that i could become better when i was not trying nothing affected me i was very thick skinned but now was a time when i was trying and you know i became very sensitive to external perception uh, of how people are looking at me how what people are thinking about me and at that point of time you know ajitesh that was a time when this entire concept of plus size industry and things like that did not exist i used to wear like you know a kurta kind of a thing to the gym and go to the gym because there were no clothes my size and i have to go to the gym in that attire where people are fit and they're working out they're in the weight section they're doing all sorts of things and there is this girl in a kurta and she's doing jumping jacks and stupid burpees and things like that and doing what she possibly best can and despite that there are stupid people who are going to make comments like that it just literally broke down my heart and on that day i decided that you know either i'm going to switch my timings or something like that i i don't want to see this person anymore and i don't want to work out with this trainer who is so insensitive to come to me and give me this negative comment in a bid to motivate me i don't need your fucking motivation keep it to yourself so this was like this part of my journey was these were the struggles that i faced 
uh, when I was uh, working on myself. Yeah, I think this is something that so many of these trainers need to realize that when people come to lose weight and when they already are carrying so much extra weight on themselves, it is not the best idea to make them do high impact stuff like jumping jacks, jumping on a box. Uh, in fact, I had communicated with someone very recently and they had fractured their ankle because of some kind of movement like this. And they, they had a lot of weight to lose and their trainer was making them do a lot of these plyometric movements like jumping jacks and they fractured their ankle. And this is not not uncommon. This happens a lot and still people push uh, others to lose weight doing these kind of cardio movements, which is very dangerous. I think this needs to stop definitely. And also, I'm quite against people using shame as a motivator. This is This never works out. And even if people do manage to lose weight after hearing... Uh, shameful comments as some kind of motivation eventually it does lead to other issues like body image issues other psychological stuff so it leads to more damage than good but it's it's just so common and this definitely needs to change um, i am actually going to in the, uh, sorry to break uh, like you know interrupt you but i'm actually just going to continue with one point that you mentioned over here about the person who uh, you know kind of got his ankle fractured I remember in the very same gym, at, and now uh, the timeline has shifted a little forward. I have lost a lot of weight and a lot of people are looking up to me. They look up to me as an idol. I get a lot of appreciation for my journey. And around the, at this time, there was a boy who came to the gym. Uh, he was like around maybe perhaps 150 kg, something like that. And he has come to the gym for the first time. Now, I know that I was still I still had a level of strength. This boy did not have that strength because he had not been intermittently in and out of the process of gymming. I had a little bit of experience before. I knew the machines and things like that. So this boy comes to the gym and the trainers, the very first day, they ask him to do burpees and skipping and jump rope and things like all these uh, plyometrics and explosive movements. And I am literally appalled to the point that I go to the trainer and I ask him that why are you making him do this kind of stuff? I mean, this is not supposed to be done. He is at a weight where he needs to very steadily, you know, enter the phases. So the trainers, they were, there were two trainers and they told me that we want to see if he is gritty enough to continue the process because if we if not then we are not going to waste our time on him if he continues to come for the entire week while we make him do this kind of stupid shit that means he's motivated enough to lose weight and that means we are going to invest our time in him if not we're not going to do that this is the stupidest thing that i've heard and it literally made me so angry and guess what happened? That guy never came back. He did not come back. Three days he came and after that he did not come back. On the very, I guess, third day, uh, in the middle of the workout, he went to the washroom. He had this, you know, sessions of vomiting and things like that. And he did not come back. And it, it breaks my heart that there are so many people who walk into the gym. There are women, there are elderly people, there are obese people, there are even skinny people. And this entire, you know, a range of trainers, the way they make them work out, it just literally breaks my heart. But then again, even though I know better now, I also know that if I just randomly go out to somebody and start giving them gym advice, it's it's not really a gym, a proper gym etiquette. 
so i still have to be an onlooker but uh, i cannot tell you how much this thing angers me because the other day in my current gym i saw two older ladies who entered the gym it made me so happy that older women they are you know getting this um, idea of coming into the gym stepping inside the gym very traditional older women you know very homely kind of women they are having these ideas that they can walk into a space like this and then the trainer is you know comes i have absolutely no idea what kind of exercise this is to hold the dumbbells upright on your head and walk do this i don't understand this and again a few days i saw them after that i did not see them anymore and the way they go to the trainers and they ask them questions what should i do next what should i do next because the trainers are very young and these women are older and they ask with a lot of affection and the way they guide them it just makes me sick the idea the way the information is propagated now now that i know better it makes me even more angry earlier i was also very novice and i was also very you know Uh, adaptable and very smiley that okay i have to do this okay i have to do that now you come and give advice to me and if that advice is particularly supposed to be shitty i'm not pacifist anymore i kind of not i don't actively you know uh, express my discontent to random people coming to me but i really make sure that i'm able to express it via my expressions i have gotten better with this thing over the course of time this is such a huge problem because lot of beginners they go with the idea that they will be guided with proper instruction when they join a gym but it is rarely the case that happens and oftentimes it's because of antics like this that people stop going to the gym altogether because the first day uh, it's because of the mindset that you know you have to go hard or go home it's that mindset that runs in the especially in the bodybuilding community i know that a lot of them mean well when they say that you need to be tough you need to be motivated but some of them just take it a little bit too far because the way athletes bodybuilders the people that these trainers usually idolize they have a different mindset compared to people who are just uh, regular people they just want to lose weight look good feel more confident in their bodies it's like two different sets of population but they apply a totally different approach um which i mean a different approach compared to what should be used for the general population and this just backfires because people get overwhelmed they get intimidated and they never come back so this i mean yeah there is a difference between lifestyle clients and athletic clients and it would be great if you can take your lifestyle clients to a position where they want to be athletic and you know compete and things like that that would be great but you cannot literally throw all the motivation towards them on day one that is like setting them for failure particularly when they don't know that's right that's right so in your journey once you started going to the gym once you uh saw that these things they were not working for you when was it that you could overcome these setbacks were there friends were there mentors who helped you along the journey how was it like so basically the incident which i narrated uh, where this man random man gave an opinion about me it really made me feel very bad it brought my self esteem down because i was going out of the way to make things work for me my gym was very far away from my home and i would still drive all the way so i was doing my bit 
but it just made me realize i i don't want to be in this environment anymore i felt a lot of judgment coming towards me so i decided to switch my timings and when i switched my timings there was a trainer at the gym who was a bodybuilder who is like a very good bodybuilder pretty famous in uh, my city so i uh, i asked him for the guidance uh, part and that's when i had been studying a lot up by this time earlier i did not know anything but i used to read a lot of blogs about weight loss success stories and from there i picked up terms like calorie deficit worked for me somebody was talking about it somebody was talking about strength training i did not know these terms earlier but then i gradually started picking up on these terms and researching more about them now i knew that there is something called like a workout split where you have split like push pull legs or upper body lower body or you know your bo- body parts like back and biceps and legs and uh, shoulders etc whatever now i knew these things but i did not know the application part of how to go about it so uh, so uh, when i went over there so this uh, trainer he i asked him that i want to start working out but i need uh, the guidance in the context that i don't want to do random cardio i want my days to be split in a fashion of like legs and biceps and like back and different body parts and things like that i just gave him a vague idea because that's what i had so he told me he asked me if i hadn't been doing it all along because he knew that i had been coming to the same gym for quite some time and i told no i hadn't been doing any of this so he was the one who initiated me to the weight training process and you know it was such a game changer because at this point of time up until now running on the treadmill did not feel right because i couldn't increase my speed i had been working out for 3 4 months i just couldn't go beyond a point of time but since i had a lot of uh, you know like i was a fat person i had a lot of body fat i also consequently had a little bit more momentum compared to you know somebody who would be leaner so i just saw that uh, gradually uh, from a dumbbell of 5 kg i'm able to pick up a dumbbell of 7.5 kg to 10 kg and progressively overload when i saw this happening this kind of improvement i gradually even though body recomposition was a goal i gradually started becoming obsessed with the idea of increasing my strength because that was growth for me i had been stagnant for a very long period of time not just in my weight loss journey but also in other areas of my life but as i started feeling strength and a sense of progression a sense of taking things forward started feeling more confident and that is when i fell in love with the idea of weight training and i haven't been able to kind of you know uh, change my thoughts about it it is it has become like a predominant identity uh, or a part of my life and lifestyle so he was the one person who initially did guide me with uh, the weight training part although since he was a bodybuilder i also took his nutritional advice which were very good they were macros and everything but of course they were on the extreme i was very religious with my routine and my nutrition part and with my workout part i think in that year 2019 i barely one rest day in the week i missed apart from that i barely missed any workout days and um, i think i would have been on my diet for like uh, 90% of the days of the year So it went pretty well. Of course, it had to go go well, and it was during this time that I lost forty two kgs of weight. So from one twenty, I dropped to this seventy uh, eight kg. This was the time twenty nineteen, but in twenty twenty beginning, the pandemic hit. 
right? I think it was 2020, right? Yeah, it was 2020. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It it has completely. It's been such a long timeline that I've lost track of it. Yeah. So when this thing happened, now you know I had just started weight training. It was a new kind of uh, like euphoria for me. I enjoyed it so much. This had become a part of my life, my lifestyle, my routine. Working out, eating right. So everything that made me run was a sense of routine. But uh, when the lockdown hit, the routine was taken away from me. And that just like literally, I had no access to weight training. and that was my predominant identity so i did not know the other aspect of home workouts the other aspect that i can go out and run and walk and even though i tried to do it i couldn't really sustain it for a very long time and as the pandemic progressed and the hope of the lockdown getting uh, like you know reversed and like uh, lifted uh, they were becoming bleak my binge eating uh, habits emerged again i was a binge eater in the past as well but this time they were very very like you know strong i literally could eat anything and everything and uh, this kept on happening over the course of next 6 months i gained back around 15 to 18 kgs of weight from the 42 that i had lost so you know um yeah this was that part of my journey so yeah Yeah, I mean, I think that the pandemic has had this negative effect on so many people's lives. Even people who had not developed such uh, bad eating habits, I would say, in the past, who were doing totally fine, have picked up some really terrible nutrition habits during the pandemic because of the work from home situation, because of the ease of access to food, and also because of. the boredom aspect of it being confined indoors all day long without company uh just stuck in front of their laptop screen i think that has contributed a lot to the uh i would say the obesity crisis in a way and people have found it difficult even after the lockdown has been lifted to let go of those eating habits those habits of just staying sedentary all day long so how did you manage to cope with that how did you come out of that i actually you know it was very difficult for me i tried so much ajitesh i remember this was also the time when i took up that 75 hard challenge i decided that okay now this cannot go on any further and this was before i had gained back a lot of weight so i decided that see you know zahin you have to stay active because i knew this thing i by this point of time i had educated myself quite a lot about uh, the you know entire weight loss thing about weight training and nutrition and everything so i knew that maintenance is a thing and if i don't uh, keep my uh, neat high that is my non uh, exercise activity thermogenesis high and things like that high i'm gradually going to gain back the weight and i was realizing already that my eating habits are becoming very very bad so i decided that okay let's let me just become a part of the community by this time i was uh, pretty much going with uh, my instagram also it has been a very very positive and helping space for me so i decided to you know to take this 75 hard challenge which in which you basically have to kind of you know like have an indoor workout and then an outdoor workout it's not a weight loss program but it was just a routine thing to mentally discipline yourself and i started showing up for that and uh, i was doing well until the time uh, i 
started getting comments from my from the members of my own family that it's the pandemic why are you working so hard it's okay you can just you know ease off the gas just don't push yourself so hard you're just doing fine things like that and uh, this is also another aspect that we are going to come to later i hope we get an opportunity to come to this uh, aspect later that you know people want you to improve only up to the level of their expectations the minute you go higher than their expectation it becomes a little uh, intimidating even for the people who are your well wishers so i tried to do this challenge but i failed uh, because of uh, external opinions i at this point of time had uh, a lot of self doubt about my own journey and also because this was a very difficult challenge even for regular people even for highly disciplined people it is difficult so uh, yeah i couldn't complete that then intermittently i tried to go for runs i tried to go for walk i tried to work out at home but i just couldn't you know get back to the consistency or get back in a state of flow uh the way i wanted to so it did not happen and to the point that i also enrolled under coaches i started i thought that now this is not happening i really need to like do something about it so in 2021 i enrolled under a coach it went okay i got a little bit of guidance but you know as they say that coaches uh, you know you have to know what works for you you have to align you you have to have a person who aligns with you who complements you and sometimes as much as we don't like it this is a hit and trial process so i took external help also but it did not work for me i tried to like get back on track also it did not work for me eventually i really had to sit down with myself and realize that you know this obsession with dropping down the weight i have gained or this obsession with just doing it as soon as possible it's just making the process even slower for me so i accepted the idea that you know zahin this is a lifestyle you it's not like you love the process of working out so much to the point that you're going to continue it for the rest of your life you know that right the challenging part is the food part you can gradually get better at it let's not go to the extremes let's not follow the bodybuilding diet anymore let's not literally full throttle give all your energy to the point that you burn out because this has been my tendency a lot i put in like all my energy everything and then i just burn out it is very like you know i self sabotage i burn out it happens with me it has been a process or which i know it it has been a trend which i'm aware of and this is something that i am working on now it is still under process so that's when i told myself again all the motivation or everything it had to come from inside of course there are people who give you a pep talk and uh, who try to motivate you but i know at the end of the day i'm a very intrinsically motivated person just like insults cannot get me moving if if you know if i'm not interested to learn from your content your content is content for me it's not inspiration to me as an example i'm trying to say so i really had to sit down with myself and tell myself and talk myself with a lot of compassion to you know come out of this thing gradually 
and once i told myself that let's just make it a gradual process it started improving for me and again i also found a coach who uh, who really helps me in a very compassionate manner i've realized this thing that go hard go home kind of thing does not resonate with me i really appreciate people who are into this kind of like go for it kind of motivation great if it works for you it doesn't work for me i can tell myself whatever i want but i don't want that to be coming from my coach or to be coming from a person that i'm asking for advice i'm asking for a compassionate advice i don't want to be insulted or humiliated into working out or motivation so i just took it slowly and i decided that this is a lifestyle i have to gradually get better so let's just you know let's just eliminate the concept of timeline let's just eliminate the concept of uh, being this number by this time let's have a vague idea let's try to work it let's readjust our paths if things are not working out so have plans and have goals but if one path is not working out you try another 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 until you get to the one which aligns with you because you know there is this saying that sometimes it takes 10 years of your life to get to that one year which changes everything for you so similarly there are times when you have to take many different paths to get to that one path which actually works for you and it's a hit and trial it can be exhausting mentally it can cause emotional fatigue as well but it is what it is i really love that mindset shift that you had where you went from being hyper focused on just that timeline aspect of things on just losing that weight to thinking of it in terms of a lifestyle change a lot of people tend to miss out on this and they get so focused on that i have to lose these 10 k 10 kgs of weight and i don't care what happens but that is a recipe for failure like once you lose that 10 kilos if you cannot keep up that lifestyle you're going to gain it gain it back so I love that shift and I think this should be a takeaway for the listeners that if you're trying to make a permanent change if you want to lose that weight keep it off you need to look at it from the perspective of changing your lifestyle and not be so hyper focused on dropping that weight as quickly as possible so really love that but I just want to go back to um the the points that you touched upon there regarding people in your environment who kind of sabotage your progress in a way by asking you to take it easy and i just want you to you know talk a bit about that yeah. how you coped with that how did you how did you deal with that part of things yeah you know these are people i love these are people who are my friends these are people who are my family i have a lot of affection for them so just to give you an outline my uh, everyone in my home everyone in my family is uh, has been at some point of time a three digit number so obesity is not like something which is totally new to me and that is the reason that i was dealing with it for quite so many years i was like obese even as a child even as a teenager and even before that it was not a very vague concept for me because around me in my environment people were like that and uh, i studied in a girls school so it wasn't like i got bullied very hard actually we were all very compassionate towards each other and things like that so it never occurred to me or this negative uh, reinforcement did not come from any environment which i'm very glad about because i don't like the idea of uh, 
people changing because of negative comments if they do that's great but it just makes me feel sad that you know they had to go through that kind of um, story but anyway uh, so these are people around me who are all the same we are all the same and then uh, one day one person decides that they have to change and mind you i was the heaviest in my family and i had the worst eating habits literally the worst eating habits i don't want to get into that because sometimes talking about binge eating also is a trigger to binge eating so i will not uh, be like you know talking in depth about that but uh, i had very bad food tendencies worst of all in my family and then i decided that i want to change and once i hit this weight training arena and once i started making my nutritional choices better and better gradually the weight started coming off the thing is that when you're living in your family people don't realize that you're gaining weight and similarly they don't really realize that you are gradually losing weight so you know because you're in your family all the time so your changes are not as much evident or as much noticeable so one day like you know my dad entered the room and uh, my back was facing him and he was a little quiet for a while and he like you know like uh, gave an expression to my mom who's this girl like is she some guest or somebody and then i turned around and then he was perplexed that this is you because now this is a person who has nearly lost like 40 kg it is time for a short break if you have liked the episode so far please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. The weight they're completely different people. Now of course I used to wear baggy clothes at home and by some chance I was wearing different clothes that day. So it came to him that okay she has done something like that. So you know this this thing was encouraging also but at the same time now when i'm making so many changes about my diet about my lifestyle about everything else initially everyone is skeptical let's see how long this is going to go because i've got those like packets of oats since so many years and then they get expired and then i throw them away and likewise i had done that with green tea and detox teas and so on and on so for everyone else whatever i was doing now was another new thing that i had suddenly got an obsession for and it was just they were waiting for it to die out in a way and i'm not criticizing them by saying that but i'm trying to reflect the psychology that we all have and which is prevalent in a lot of families so this thing did not die out die out of course and now everybody was very happy with the progress i was making in things like that and now coming back to the time when i was uh, you know working out twice a day going for like a morning workout and an evening workout this is the time when everybody in my family started telling me you know just just relax right it's the pandemic there is a situation like this take it easy i know that they are coming from a place of love i know that they are coming from a place of affection but at that point of time i was like a fish out of water i did not want to lose my progress and i wanted to go like you know i just wanted to keep my pace the way it was but the kind of you know breaks or the speed breakers which were in my path were in the form of love in the form of affection which told me to stop uh, stop or which told me to slow down which told me to ease off and gradually i gave in also realizing that i had changed so much in my food choices in my lifestyle choices that 
it made other people feel guilty about their own it shouldn't be the case but it is when in a group of five people you know if there are five friends none of them studies and suddenly one friend decides to study and ace the exam the other five uh, other four feel betrayed it's human psychology although that person is just trying to better themselves but there is a sense of alienation that the other people feel so that was the thing and this was what happened and likewise in in terms of fitness also you might have heard this very commonly that first people fat shame you and then they fit shame you when you are going on and on and on and i remember it's uh, like you know like comments uh, like for instance this is not in context of fit shame fat shame or any thing like that my mom once told me now you have lost so much of weight what the need to go to the gym it's it's not like you know you will go forever what's the point but because they don't know how things work how the maintenance works and they they're coming from own perception their own level of until what you're feeling and what you want to pursue what your passion is particularly for a person like me who is not very expressive i am like i'm expressive on the social media i'm very expressive i literally put uh, a lot of things out there but in my interpersonal relationships i'm a good communicator i am a good listener but i'm not very expressive i take a lot of time to express uh, what i'm feeling or how i'm feeling so you know it's like actually came and uh, they did not deter me but they definitely reduced my speed and i don't have kind of resentment to people who tried to slow me down because of the love but i do feel uh, at different points of time their advice and recommendations could have been unsolicited and unhelpful i still love them appreciate them for all they are to me but uh, yes this is also an aspect of uh, transformation journey where people feel sometimes threatened by the progress that you've made and if they tell you that you know you should lose weight they ask you to stop because now as per their perception you're at a place where you're fine i i i will just sorry if i'm taking too long but um, i will give an example of my friend who who used to like you know to tell me that you need to lose weight it is going to be good for your health so on and on and i came to a point of time and now he was like now this is fine this is good enough you're good enough but i did not want to stop but he was like if you lose more weight than this you're not going to look very good you're not going to look very nice because you are the one who has set a parameter for me or you are the one who has created an image for me and that is what i'm supposed to fit and that is uh, a lot of times things like this happen even in uh, you know partners when they're trying to like one of them is trying to get better the other feels threatened these are also the things which kind of slow you down and a lot of people give in to these temptations and they stop being uh, on that journey in that process and this is not in terms of just weight loss even if uh, people are trying to better themselves if their environment is not conducive and if the people feel threatened by their progress they decide to take a step back or slow down so that they can satisfy the people around them this is so true because the limiting beliefs of people around us they they can rub off on us when people around you feel that there is a certain limitation to which you is which you should aspire towards but like not cross that limitation then it also holds you down from crossing that imaginary uh 
border that you have created for yourself. So it is so important, like whenever someone is trying to pursue a goal, be it weight loss, be it any kind of growth in any any area of life, that you have some kind of community of people who are aspiring towards that same goal or towards the same direction, people with similar mindsets, so that it can kind of neutralize the effect of other people around you who may not have those goals, who may have limiting beliefs which hold them back and in order to neutralize the effect of that holding you back as well it is so important to have that community of people who think differently who have who don't have those limiting beliefs and who can carry you forward along with them in their journey so thank you for sharing like this was very nice because i think a lot of people relate to this because family and friends they sometimes unknowingly, knowingly, and it is very rarely with ill intentions. It is almost always from a place of love and care, but they don't realize that they are sabotaging our progress, but they are. And, it, and it's very harmful, I would say. It holds a lot of people back from achieving their true potential. So uh, thank you for sharing. This was, this was very, very nice. And I also wanted to touch upon the concept of shaming since you brought it up you talked about fat shaming fit shaming and body shaming in general and the concept of body positivity in general what's your take on it yeah these are very interesting concepts because in my personal opinion i feel that each person to their own it's you whatever you decide for yourself is whatever you should be able to express in the world without other people with other people you know accepting you the way you are it's it's not your opinions about uh, me should not like make me feel lesser i have seen this these days particularly these days a lot in the fitness community like fat shaming or you know this concept which of body positivity where people are posting their pictures of being a plus size person whether a man or a woman and then there are people who even coaches fitness coaches who are going to share pictures of these people and then they're going to tell you that this is not body positivity but it is for that person why are you the one who has to decide the parameter of what body positivity is I literally feel this thing that it's like if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And the reason I am saying this is because as I shared already, I have been a very intrinsically motivated person. No amount of shame could get me into motion. In fact, fat shaming only makes it worse. It literally makes it worse. Uh, and you be begin to develop defense mechanisms that uh, you can take along with you and justify you being fat when you're fat shamed. You're in fact going to go out and tell the other person that they're disrespectful. The whole argument is going to change. From, from, the, like, uh, from the priority of your health, it's going to become about masculinity and femininity and matriarchal thoughts and patriarchal thoughts and patriarchal idea of beauty. You're going to get into those arguments when you enter the domain of fat shaming. And otherwise, also, I don't feel like you have the right to tell other people of how they should look or they should not look, particularly if they are comfortable the way they are, or even if they are faking it that they are comfortable the way they are. Because 
coming from uh, being from uh, being a person who has been morbidly obese and i still categorize myself or like obese right now also but that's a different thing coming from that place i can tell you this thing no person no obese person 100% feels okay with that nobody everybody has this idea that they want to be better they want to live a healthier life they want to live a fitter life for me it was uh, about finding joy in movement i wanted to be able to move because as a person i am i have a lot of energy and enthusiasm about life but as i told you there is a lot of inertia when you have a bigger body literally physical inertia exists there is a lot of mental inertia as well but that physical inertia really makes it very difficult for you to get out in the world and express yourself as you are and when people fat shame you instead of becoming fitter you just decide to lock yourself in a room not go out not interact with the world around you and uh, gradually be locked so i i don't feel the concept of fat shaming works in fact to the point that yesterday one of my friends he's a coach a very good coach and in fact i have wonderful exchange of uh, conversations with him and ideas with him so he uh, he just shared uh, this post in which um, he had like something written like you know the people who are having pcos and pcod today are going to have diabetes tomorrow congratulations and i told him that this is very insensitive so we had a little bit of not an argument but i express and he expresses and he comes from a place of uh, you know tough love and i know that theory also i appreciate that theory also it works for me also but only when i apply it on myself when i tell myself things like that not when it comes from other people i don't want anybody to be telling me that you know today you're this tomorrow you're going to be that it just is disrespectful in my opinion one thing is that and the other thing is that as you know that the environment that we are living in currently is very conducive to weight gain it takes effort to stay fit these days and it takes absolutely no effort to gain weight it takes no effort you just have to live the current lifestyle that is going around which is eat out couple of times just a couple of times drink and you know like whether that soft drinks hard drinks anything and you're going to you know gain that weight so i don't feel that fat shaming is a healthy way to uh, you know promote anybody into a fitness kind of lifestyle because when you're shaming them when they are fat they are not going to pursue fitness out of passion they are going to come from a different mindset it works although it works for some people but i generally don't uh, appreciate this approach coming to the idea of body positivity this also has like a thin line now i completely understand from men and women who kind of uh, uh, like are against these plus size influencers who are trying to express a diversity of body types i do understand where they are coming from but at the same time i also see plus size body influencers glorifying fat way too much and not just glorifying i've also come across a lot of people who sexualize it who fetishize it as well which just makes it even more uh, gross for the women because again it's about objectification of women so it has got a lot of fine lines in this entire concept but still at the end of the day because there is so much of diversity of thoughts and opinions i believe at the end of the day it should be about what aligns with you if you want to glorify it 
works for you great i am a person on the internet but i don't associate with you so i'm going to unfollow you i'm not going to look at your content at the same time i'm not going to comment whether you should glorify being fat or not and likewise as a coach also if i see that somebody is you know like uh, behaving in a certain way or things like that i'm not going to fat shame them either because as i told you i come from intrinsic like i have this thing that if it's working for me it's working for me if it's not working for me it's not working for me so there is a thin line i i do understand the perspective of a lot of coaches and a lot of people who don't like the idea of plus size mannequins i get that because they feel that those mannequins in the malls they are going to promote an idea that being fat is okay i understand that there are a lot of health complications but this is also a body type and you giving an opinion whether that mannequin should exist in a mall or not it just kind of uh, marginalizes the people who have that body type because i just shared with you when i was uh, working out i used to wear a kurti and go to the gym because at that point of time clothes my size literally were not there fitness clothes my size and it, it was very difficult for me and the thing is that when you wear better clothes you gain a level of confidence and then you want to improve that thing so if nike comes up with mannequins of plus size women or another brand comes up with mannequins of plus size men in the mall it's just giving them a representation that over here we have stuff for you and these are humans so they deserve to have that stuff for them and other people kind of making it about oh now this is the new culture where fat mannequins exist what have we come to it just makes me a little uneasy with this idea again i'm saying i do understand their perspective but the fact that you're coming with so much of judgment it just makes me feel a little uneasy about being that body type and also about other people who are trying to better themselves and they find this constant judgment from people who they consider to be superior to themselves who are fitness enthusiasts who are coaches and who are fitness professionals so this is my uh, these are my views about this I couldn't agree more to this because a lot of people think that they are being very motivating when they are shaming others but more often than not people just get defensive like whenever someone tells us that you are wrong um you should not be doing this it instantly brings up our defenses we find a point of view that supports our current state we find a reason to not do the things that prove us to be wrong and prove them to be correct so creating this sense of you are wrong i'm right you suck i don't like you should aspire to do something else it never works so i think that should be something that people should realize and also the fact that everyone out there they want to be a better person most people at least they want to improve and no one almost no one who is in a place where they're not currently happy uh wants to stay there okay they they don't want to stay there and instead of helping them come out of that place if you're making them feel even worse for being there and making them feel like they're a lazy person they're a bad person it is not doing it doing the situation any good so thank you for sharing like i hope that listeners take away something positive from this and have a better understanding of what body shaming fat shaming can do to someone who is struggling with their weight already who is trying to come out of that place and why it is not helpful so thank you for sharing that um so zahin how would you say that today how is zahin today different from 
Zaheen before your transformation? How is Zaheen in 2022 different from Zaheen in 2019? What have been the biggest changes that you have experienced? Yes. So I had a quitter mentality. I quit on things. This was my personal statement. I literally quit on things and not just in my, you know, fitness arena, not just with my fitness goals. In different areas of my life, I quit multiple times, things and places and people and work and everything. So I had associated this mentality that I cannot prolong or I cannot sustain a process. I just get sick of it. I just burn out the word which I would uh, like to use because I like whenever I start something or uh, whenever I try to better myself, I literally put everything in it, everything in it. I don't know the idea. I did not know the idea of progression at that point of time. It was day one and day one had to be my 100% because, you know, there are these stupid quotes which go around that, you know, the first day determines how you're going to, how it's going to be the entire journey it's not like that you know a lot of a lot of motivational quotes in fact are pretty pretty dumb to be honest you really should look into the kind of motivation that you're what kind of motivation you're getting and from what sources you're getting that motivation so anyway that that person was a person who would put everything into a process and then they would burn out and then they would after a point of time muster up all their courage start again and then burn out and this would happen cyclically over and over again. I am different in this entire respect. Now I know that, you know, sustainability is a process. Sustenance is a thing. I don't have to do everything. I just do have to do some things. I was the kind of person, if I made a to-do list, I'm going to literally put like 20 tasks in my to-do list. And if I get 19 of them, 19 one of them, like there's a tick mark on 19 one of them, I am going to sulk about that one thing I did not. So I was a perfectionist. This is also a struggle that I have dealt a lot with. I had to do everything. If not, I'm just a pathetic person. This is the kind of person I was. Now I literally have worked on this thing that I have a to-do list. And I tell myself that let's just, you know, let's just try to get, let's say, 50% of this to-do list today. And tomorrow I'm not going to go 60%. Tomorrow I'm going to go 40%. And when I reach 40%, I'm going to realize that, oh, I got to 40%. Let me just maybe take off one more task and it will be 50%, the same as tomorrow. And maybe even if I'm a little bit more motivated, I'm going to go for another task. So I have become that person and this has helped me so much. It doesn't make me feel like a failure. It And when it doesn't make me feel like a failure, the next day is also better. Because today, if I'm going to feel like a failure, that I failed at something, tomorrow I'm going to wake up like a failure. It's a lot of things are our perceptions. They are our limiting beliefs. They are our self-identity. So it is very important that you believe in the right things. Because if you believe in the wrong things, if you believe in the wrong aspect or wrong concept of productivity or wrong concept of motivation or wrong concept of discipline, you're, you're going to have very different kind of expectations from yourself. So now I don't have those unrealistic expectations from myself that I have to put 20 things in my to-do list and I have to get 21 if I put 20. I'm more slowed down. I've slowed down in my approaches. 
I have also become more open to mishaps, you know, because on on an everyday basis, your life literally happens. Some days you're, you're going to do great. Some days you cannot. There are things in your life. There are people in your life. There are emergencies in your life. And you need to prioritize them. So I've also been become okay with the fact that, you know, it's okay if I break my consistency streak as long as I get back up. It's not now if I miss my workout, now if I miss my diet, it's not like I have to restart. It's just like, you know, I'm in the process, I missed a day or two, it's fine. So that idea of perfectionism has reduced and on, you know, it's such a juxtaposition that since the time that idea of perfectionism has reduced, my progress has increased. Contrary to the, you know, like uh, belief that uh, you have to make it perfect, as much as I have uh, disassociated with that idea, I have become I have become better and better with things, with the processes. So that is a lot of uh, different. That that aspect is a lot different uh, of how I used to be then to now, and also I have become more sustainable in my approach. I don't go with the idea that I just have to, uh, like you know, be hundred percent with. Uh, like uh, like consistent with clean eating the hashtag clean eating hashtag uh you know nutrition life is going to happen here and there and i know that i i recognize the fact that i have dealt with a binge eating disorder at a clinical level although i did not go for the diagnosis but i know the way it was i have consistently dealt with it i researched a lot about it and in fact i also talked to a psychologist regarding this so now I know that it's okay. I have dealt with this issue. It's going to take it time to gradually get better and better. And I'm so happy. I want to share this thing with you. You know, back at that point of time, uh, after the weight gain kind of thing was happening with me, if I would miss my diet or something for a day, or if I ate a biscuit or a cookie or something, it was a failure day for me. And that day would change into a week. It would change into a month. It would change into six months. It changed into an entire year also. This has happened with me just that one day. Now, if, you know, a day goes bad and if I'm unable to mitigate things, sometimes I do really well. Sometimes I'm unable to mitigate my, you know, negative mindset. And that bad day becomes a bad week at max, but it's not like an entire month or six months. So that has also reduced. The tendencies to binge eat have reduced. And um, I feel more optimistic about the process instead of more uh, like crazily, obsessed with the number or obsessed with the fact that I have to look a certain way and also I want to share that you know when I lost a lot of weight I had this idea that I will start wearing you know non-baggy clothes once I reach this number I, I would still wear the same clothes that I used to wear when I was like 120 kg I don't know what kind of idea I had in my mind what kind of revelation I wanted the world to see I have absolutely no idea because now I don't in retrospect I cannot know like what was going on in my mind I was not celebrating anything about my journey I was so critical about myself I could just see I had a lot of body dysmorphia as well I could just see the flaps I could just see the loose skin I couldn't see the changes that had occurred in my body and now when I look back at those pictures from that time I am literally 
flabbergasted that I had made a lot of progress and I couldn't see it. And it just surprises me that our mental faculties can be so overpowered by our perceptions sometimes that even after making a lot of progress, we're going to be self-critical and we're not going to recognize. So I've, I've you know, come out from that aspect also. I, I, I find happiness in little joys. I find happiness in just having a good day today, in having a good workout today, in managing my nutrition well today, in losing maybe half a pound. So these are the things which make me happier now. And even at that point of time when I had made so much of progress, I was miserable because of my perceptions, because of my mindset. So I, if the audience wants to take away something from here, I would really appreciate if they're not very critical of themselves. Because, you know, so much of criticism eventually in the process you're just miserable even if you're getting the result at the end of the day you're just miserable you're unable to appreciate the result to the point that you're unable to even see the result so what what's the entire you know point of it so these are the few differences which i feel are there um from that time to this time i love the fact that it was just not a physical transformation but the transformation was at so many deeper layers and there were so many changes and especially the quote that you said that sustainability is a process and that you could get over that all or nothing mindset which i'm sure that a lot of listeners struggle with that i could not stick to my diet today or i could not stick to that one meal today my entire day is ruined my entire week is ruined i think that this is something that holds a lot of people back from reaching their goals having that on off switch mentality that one thing is ruined, so my entire diet is ruined and there's no point, you know, uh, sticking to the rest of the process. So this was very insightful and uh, thank you for sharing. There were a lot of lessons in the transformation that you have undergone. And one thing that I know that both of us have in common is that we both are into personal development and you especially because your username is Explorer Potential. We already talked about it. So that speaks for itself. Is there any book or mentor who has influenced you most in this regard? Yes, yes, there are. As I told you, I did not rely for motivation in the environment or on the people around me. I relied a lot on, you know, they say this thing like, uh, you know, you are a product of five people that you surround yourself with, which in my opinion, again, is a kind of stupid quote. Because that literally means that you have to give up on everybody who is not better than you. What kind of concept is that? I don't understand. But uh, I relied on people who were really doing well, who were like authors and books. And in this context, I want to share three books in particular, which are an all-time favorite. So if you are looking for a mindset if you want to come out of the zone of victim mentality and if you want to really embrace the idea of pushing yourself or finding yourself and truly in a very true sense exploring your potential i highly 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 recommend uh, can't hurt me by david goggins you already know that i love this book yes i'm a big fan as well of david goggins as well as the book but i would like to interject here uh, if the listeners have not read the book i would suggest you get the audiobook version because in the audiobook version uh, between every single chapter after the narrator is done with the narration there's david goggins and the narrator they uh, 
it's like a mini podcast between chapters and Goggins has additional insights. So it is, it's an even more unreach, enriching experience. So if you can get a hold of the audiobook, I would definitely suggest, you know, getting that. Yeah, I know you have suggested this thing to me as well. And I'm yet to, uh, you know, get my hands on this as well as uh, the book Show Your Work. I've actually ordered this uh, book a few days ago. So I'm very excited for when I receive it. So that is one book uh, by David Goggins. For me, I, it is equivalent to getting a mindset. If you, uh, if you do not have the mindset, if you want things in your life, but, you know, you're not very driven about it. This used to happen to me, you know. I I wanted a lot of things. I wanted to do something. I wanted to accomplish something. But I did not have the mindset. I would be very driven today. Tomorrow morning when I would wake up, I would forget about it. I would literally forget about it until one fine day I remembered that, oh, I just decided so many things on that particular day which I wanted. So if you are struggling with mindset if you're not driven enough get your hands on this book or the audiobook it's going to be if you really really like uh, resonate with it it can be life-changing for you so that is why i do love the tough love approach which i talked about certain coaches i really appreciate that tough love approach but for goggins i like the fact that his tough love was on himself he doesn't go about you know you know to random people and giving them kind of this that do this if somebody is coming to you and asking you for the tough love approach great just don't randomly hand on that advice that is one book for mindset the second thing is a second book i would like to recommend is uh, uh, by james clear atomic habits now the reason i want to recommend this book is that mindset is not everything just as i told you i used to get that mindset that i want to accomplish so much but then i would forget about it because I did not know how to change it into actionable steps, how to literally implement it into my life. I did not know, I did not have that algorithm, that blueprint that, you know, that tells you do this on day one, do this on day two, do this on day three. This is how you can progressively improve yourself. That is the book which is going to tell you how you can implement habits in your life gradually and get better at them with the passage of time that is a wonderful book so for mindset you can go for can't hurt me by david goggins and for actually applying that mindset in your life you can go for this book by james clear atomic habits i would recommend another book which has had a lot of impact on me uh, the name of this book is feeling good by md burns he is a psychiatrist and uh, this is again a wonderful book the reason that i really like this book is that even when you get a very brilliant mindset, great, you've got it. And even after you get wonderful strategies to apply in your life, another excellent on your, you know, lifestyle or list of things. The thing is that life happens. Things change. Phases of your life change. Sometimes there are good phases. Sometimes there are bad phases. And the way you deal with them creates a lot of difference. And currently, the times that we are living in, all of us go through a lot of mood disorders on an everyday basis. I don't know about you, but I could randomly feel very low on a particular day for absolutely no reason. I could literally question the purpose of my existence, the purpose of the existence of this world and go into that intellectual discourse, which has no, like, you know, no purpose in those hypothetical situations and drain all my energy. So we often find ourselves in situations like this and for that purpose I think this book 
has really helped me to understand to recognize the reason of any kind of mood disorder or any kind of uh, you know thing that i'm going through and this book is actually uh, clinically ha- has been observed to combat depression at a personal level because you know it it shouldn't be lost on us that uh, this mental therapy and all these things um mindset therapy they are not very accessible concepts to a lot of people it shouldn't be lost on us that all these things require funds and money and finances which are still a luxury for a lot of population but still there are people who struggle with these things so this is a book which can help you have those resources to first identify what you're going through so it talks about different kind of uh, you know these emotional i would say i i don't know the word that i'm looking for these kind of emotional disturbances for instance there is this perfectionism there is this negative self talk there are a lot of things in this book it's it's an excellent book but it's been long since i have reread it i would also recommend this book because it gives you a very deep perspective into depression and how you can manage it on an everyday basis so it has a lot of actionable strategies and it has also a lot of uh, tests which you can take for self analysis and score yourself in on different kind of parameters to know what you are struggling with so there was this one test in this book which uh, which came out for me like which made me realize that uh, i have this tendency to uh to be a, like to have this concept of perfectionism and i seek approval and i have a very deep sense of accomplishment these are my weak points if i don't accomplish things i feel lesser if i am not a perfectionist i feel lesser if i don't get approval from where i want to get approval i feel like a lesser person so just the awareness of it made me calm down in certain areas because when i felt those emotions i realized that oh this is what i'm going through so that means i've identified this now i just need to work with this particular concept so these are my three books which i highly recommend apart from that a person who has been very influential for me or the podcast which really helped me in the initial phases of my journey it was impact theory by tom belio and uh, in fact i came across uh, david goggins from that podcast after which i bought his book there was another woman her name was lisa Uh, she also had a podcast episode with uh, him which is a life changing episode so you know go for resources which help you learn from people and for podcasts in fact like your podcast it's like such a wonderful podcast and i get so many insights from this so you know literally follow people in your zone who give you an opportunity to become a better version of yourself uh, it can be books it can be people it can be people on instagram it can be people in your environment also without the thought of leaving the people who are around you gradually as you get better give them an opportunity to join you also in your betterment journey you don't have to eliminate anybody from your life literally it's it's going to be a kind of selfish void if we start getting bit better and to- start leaving people who are left behind i really love this perspective that self betterment and then taking other people around us with us so that they too can grow along with us this is really key and david gogan especially i think he is a motivator for so many people and i highly recommend all listeners to go check out his book and the third book i remember you recommending me that book as well i remember putting it on my reading list feeling good so i have to check that out definitely i have read the first two but this one i have not but it is on my reading list so i am definitely going to check that out thank you for sharing 
And if there was one message that you could leave for listeners who are just perhaps starting out on their weight loss journey, who are in that initial phase where they're a little unsure, they're a little confused, what is that one message you'd like to leave for them? My message for anybody who is going to embark any kind of transformation journey or any kind of journey at all, I would first like to re-emphasize on the quote which I shared previously, which is that sometimes it can take 10 years for you to get that one year where everything changes for you. So if by any chance, unfortunately, if you have been going through cycles where you're putting in effort, you're trying and then you're failing, you're trying and then you're failing, and then again you're trying and then again you're failing. And if it occurs to you that, you know, this is not for me, I cannot do this anymore. Just remember this quote. There will be like, maybe there will be like, you know, there is like this another associated quote that when you're hammering down a particular, let's say, wood or if you're chopping wood it's not the final chop that is going to cut the tree or anything it's whatever that precedes so just remember this thing that whatever you think is futile because i see a lot of people who are like i'm putting in so much of effort yet everything i do amounts to nothing and i had also been that phase please do not think like that whatever you're doing it is significant it is going to compound over the period of time and you're going to get better you're going to get that one year where things are going to be changing for you so just stay with that process that is going to be my first advice my second thing which i would like to share over here particularly in context of weight loss and particularly if you have an extreme weight loss journey Please build small little habits. I know there are many wonderful habits like calorie deficit, like hitting your protein goals, like uh, maybe getting on your stress levels right and sleep. Start with the simplest. I would say hydration. Pick up hydration. I did not have this habit of drinking water at all. And when I decided that I need to inculcate certain habits in my lifestyle, I started with water. I just started drinking water more consciously and somebody would think that what is this like how is this habit even helpful if you're not doing anything else and you're just drinking more water what is this going to change but you know that help habit helped me get better and better at better in the process of drinking water that to this day I can very easily have like five to six liters of water in my day which now helps me with my satiety levels which now helps me with my hydration levels but if I decided to do everything all at once I want to be on calorie deficit on day one and then I want to be uh, hitting my water goal my protein goals and so many goals all on day ones of course uh, you know it wouldn't work and I have done this in the past and I'm telling you that you burn out when you try to like go full throttle with all the things at once you have a greater tendency to burn out for some people it doesn't happen like that but there's a greater likelihood so pick up small little habits make them very rooted in your systems and then pick up more habits to make it a very gradual process that is my second thing that i would like to emphasize on third thing that i would like to emphasize on is that don't be frantically obsessed with timeline the more you're going to be obsessed with timeline the more you're going to focus on the end result and not the process just take a day and try to be better at it. And it's the same Pareto's thing that, you know, 80% of the results are going to come from 20% of 
the things. I think that's the law, right? Pareto's law. I'm not sure. Yeah, that is called. that is Pareto principle. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the very same thing. Just just pick up those twenty percent of things and do them right. Don't go for like the 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 strange kind of variables of green tea and detoxes and things like that. I'm not saying that they don't help. Maybe they have their own place in some kind of like you know parallel universe or maybe even in this universe. But they are not as important as the basic things are. Master the basics. and eventually things will get easier and easier and be comfortable with doing the same thing again and again and again because they say that a journey of 1000 miles begin begins with a single step but you don't have to just stop at a single step taking a single step is not enough you know again so i i get really like you know i have started looking at these quotations with a very critical perspective they are they get you into motion but then they don't tell you what to do next you have taken the first step you have begun the journey that's a wonderful quote on a lot of instagram captions even i have used it in the past but what next i've taken the first step now take another and another and another and keep going so sometimes you're going to feel very exhausted also just try to move maybe at some point of time you have to take a break also maybe at some point of time you need to talk to certain people also if you're listening to this podcast that means you have an access to the right kind of people to connect with those people they are the people who can unconditionally help you in your journey at least in terms of advice or at least in terms of redirection so take that opportunity and last but not the least is going to be the fact that explore your potential anything is possible it's a matter of time if you have a seed it can be dormant for whatever amount of time but it will sprout it could sprout after 5 years like bamboo shoots and then go, grow all the way up but don't lose faith that your seed is spoiled no it's not it's just taking more time perhaps because there are better things to come believe in that perspective believe in yourself do not give up on yourself ever and be very much open that there's a lot of potential in you all that you have to do is explore it I really love the metaphorical ending to this because explore your potential that is really the crux of today's episode build small habits stack new habits on top of them don't set a timeline for your weight loss goals set a timeline that is your entire life to achieve your goals and make it a lifestyle change not just something that you do for one month and achieve a short term result and explore your potential that is really the crux uh zaheen where can listeners connect with you if they want to reach out to you where they can reach you uh i am most prominently present on my instagram which is explorential the name which we have discussed throughout this podcast and by the same name i am also on twitter I have a website which is in the making and a podcast also but they're not the active platforms that I'm using right now. So if somebody wants to connect with me at any kind of uh, like you know context like if they want any kind of guidance any kind of motivation I'm most easiest to find uh, on Instagram at explorential. All right, I'll put the details for Zaheen's contacts in the podcast show notes. Thank you for taking the time and sharing your story Zaheen this was wonderful Likewise Ajitesh I cannot tell you how honored I have been to be on this platform particularly because I am 
so fond of your content and i have taken multiple opportunities to express this to you and uh, i'm going to take that opportunity even now that your content is really i would say market changing you know it's very different it's a breath of fresh air and i so much appreciate the way you put things out for people in a very selfless way the links that you share i've seen a lot of people they have a lot of information but they don't share that information because they don't want others to have the sources of information they want to be the ones who want to say that this is my you know like i have this kind of content so i really appreciate that fact and for all those reasons the fact that i get an opportunity to be on your podcast is uh nothing short of uh, an extreme honor for me so thank you so much for having me here thank you zain thank you so much for your kind words and thank you for taking the time that is it for this episode of vogue de physique if you like the show please leave a rating on your podcast app i'll see you again very soon until then stay tuned stay safe and stay consistent <laughs>